Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. A place of our own without a lot of parents peering down our backs. Radio worth watching. In a world where bigger is better, one man has stood apart from the rest. They say it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. We'll let you decide. This is the Lexington Steel Live Show, hosted by the legendary Lex Steel and Thomas Ward, the voice of reason. Whatever you do, do it big. Because in this world, size matters. Ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed October 2nd, 2013. And I'm your main man, Lexington Steele. And of course, this is indeed the Lexington Steele Show. Coming to you every Wednesday on Toad Up Network from 9 p.m. to 10 uh, p.m. Pacific. And for those of you that want to give us a quick call, feel free to give us a call at 818. I'm sorry, 323 <laughs> 622-8623, and that'll get you here. Tonight, we have a few situations I'd like to uh, make you well abreast of early in the show. Uh, we are joined by our uh, uh, guest co-host, which is Miss Michelle G. Good afternoon or good evening, Michelle good G. Good evening, Lex. Thanks for having me tonight. No doubt. And, of course, we're joined by Siberian Sextress. I just made that word up. I know. Nikita Von James joining us, not all the way from uh, Siberia, but by way of Siberia. Um, she joins us here tonight at Lexington Steel Live Show, along with industry star maker, triple X star maker extraordinaire, Miss Erica Icon of The Rub PR. And Erica, we're going to talk about exactly how you came about that title, The Rub I don't know if there's a little play on words there, Michelle G. What do you think? I would hope so. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to get a cracking right from the from the giddy up. First and foremost, as I always do, I want to give a quick shout out to my man, my main man, Stephen A. Smith of ESPN. Of course, Carrie Champion, Sexual Chocolate. And one of my newest favorites, um, uh, Josina Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, if you've got to check these sisters out on ESPN, um, certainly the best TV um, that you can check out. So that's where I spend my mornings um, from about 5.30 a.m. to about 9.30 a.m. before your man gets it crack-a-lacking. So we got a few announcements before we get into the show tonight. Michelle G., you know, I, I don't know if you've enjoyed movies like The Hunt for Red October. Yes. Are we familiar with that? Um, you know, ladies, are you familiar with the game Splinter Cell? Um, we we uh, This morning we, we have to um, send... Uh, uh, our our best wishes to the family of uh, deceased author extraordinaire, perhaps one of the greatest American authors of all time, um, creator of a number of cinematic series of of, of noted aplomb, um, as well as the creator of one of the most popular video games of all time, Splinter Cell. That being Tom Clancy, uh, the writer and producer of Hunt for Red October, perhaps one of the greatest military movies of all time, starring, of course, uh, one Sean Connery. Um, he passed. Uh, this is Tom Clancy passing at age 66. Apparently, um, I don't know whether it was heart failure. Um, are, ladies, are, you, are you familiar with uh, Tom Clancy and his passing, Erica? Yep. Yeah, we, we you know it's it's one of those things. I mean, life happens, you know, and life does um, 
uh, come to an end at its own discretion. So Godspeed uh, to the family um, of Tom Clancy, who I certainly will miss. I will always enjoy his books, although his books are like books, yeah. six, seven hundred page books. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So you got to be a Tom Clancy fan. But I play Splinter Cell, although I do prefer um, Call to Duty. What about you, Michelle G? Uh, personally, not familiar with Tom Clancy's artwork, except for the movie. Um, yes, I believe uh, you you do enjoy those computer games. I, I think I've uh, witnessed one or two <laughs> events where you know well, you well, may have a. It's 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 a thing about what everybody's doing these days. Everybody's playing video games, so. I don't know. What can you say? But you know what? You know, if it's a video game over a 600-page book, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know you ladies enjoy battery-operated uh, uh, toys, but um, and some of you enjoy the ones that plug into a wall. I don't know. I've seen what you do. Or attach uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. No, but it, it, just in terms of current events, we're going to move it forward. Um, Robin Quivers, longtime co-host of Howard Stern, the Howard Stern Show, which many of you I'm sure are familiar with, unless you've been living under proverbial rock. Um, Howard Stern's <laughs> been around for, for uh, over two decades. And his longtime co-host, Robin Quivers, has returned to the show. She was actually in the midst of a 17-month battle with cancer. Um, and she had a um, treatment which removed a cancerous tumor from her bladder. So we are glad that Robin has returned to the airwaves. Um, we know that her dedication to the Our CERN show has certainly made inroads for all blacks within media, major media. Um, and I certainly count myself um, as a fan of Robin, of course, as well as Howard Stern. So, um, and then, and lastly, we got some more current events brought to you by Michelle G. But I want to get this out there. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, I always like to bring up the good things in hip hop. I mean, there's a lot of things that really happen um, that can be considered negative. And what we find is not too many of the good things are made note of. So I always like to make note of these good things. And 50 Cent, who finds himself in the news for many a, many a, a matter, um, is actually in the news for the fact that he has uh, decided to send a transgender teenage student to um, to participate in his show called Dream School, which will be airing, as a matter of fact, airing on, uh, what network is this? Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, the network in a minute, Michelle G. But what's happening is, is he's got all different types of teachers. And if you're a particular, say like you like music, right? He's lined up Swiss Beats to teach music to students that want to learn music. Matter of fact, uh, if you're familiar with the Reverend Jesse Jackson, a frat brother of mine, um, historic individual within the Democratic community, um, he actually teaches political science. So if you're a student that wants to or aspires uh, for politics or what have you, um, as well as, believe it or not, Oliver Stone, famed wow. director of Big many man. of the greatest pictures of all time, is actually teaching history uh, for the students um, and this the show is actually going to air on the stars star channel so um and so what what is happening is there's a student a young obviously a young male um and quote unquote I want to graduate and get away from the people at my school his name is Alan and he says I got bullied I went to hospital and my mom just didn't want to visit me so here's an individual who's underwent a traumatic youth uh, because of his sexuality. What, sorry to interrupt you, Lex. What mm. form of transgender is Alan? He is a... Uh, he would be, I, as I would understand from this article, he would mm -hmm. be a male 
perhaps who who fashions himself a, a female, okay. and um, the doesn't say who is going to be his particular mentor, okay. but it is a notion that if you look at the the body of work from Fifty Cent or from anyone who's a major player within the hip hop industry, it is an industry that is is ramped rampant with the notion of homophobia, mm-hmm. and, and and so this is a case that shows that um, the lyrics of these people portend um, does not necessarily reflect what their true identity is, and and this is demonstrated by Fifty Cent, who's actually. Um, doing something good for people out there. Now, before we go any further, I want to get us. There's a phone call coming in. Already? Well, they want to speak to Nikita. They want to hear me yapping. Oh, they, we lost them. <laughs> call or call back. I'll let you get on the line with Nikita and Erica. Now, before we go any further, I know that, Michelle, you had a few things that you want to get out there in the current events um, uh, world out there. What's going on? Um, ladies, I'm sure you are familiar with Idris Elba. Uh, no, yes. Let let. What's a movie that Idris okay? Is most in? recently, Pacific Rim, Pacific the brother Rim. from the English brother from Pacific Rim. I obsessed. Obsessed. The movie with Beyonce. He was the husband, right? So come to find out, uh, oh, yeah. the headline here actually. Let's read the headline. Idris Elba was crushed after learning baby boy was not his. How does something like that happen, especially to a man like that? Right? Well, they say what babies, the, mama's baby, papa's. Maybe. <laughs> Was it the milkman? <laughs> um, yeah, so what I'm taking out of all of this, you know, very sad. I'm, I'm crushed for him, you know, my secret love. Um, yeah, he already had a little bit of a suspicion that his, uh, 2000, uh, his in 2010 born son may not be his. Because it didn't look like him? He, he, he actually said it wasn't immediately uh, obvious, but he then said, well, it was again. Because he didn't look like him. Hmm. So I guess, you know, he uh, actually went out and got some DNA testing done. And bam, there he was, hit with it in the face. You know, uh, the truth is like it is. He says, you know, I'll probably get laughed at for the rest of my life. It's tragic that it happens. So that can happen to anyone, I believe. Like I said, man, who would have thought? I wouldn't mind having a baby by Idris myself. Well, as a matter of fact, Idris (laughs) is on the cover of GQ GQ. magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, this is something that, that, that might be of interest to the ladies because, um, Nikita, I understand that in the creation of your name, Nikita Von James, that your appreciation for James Bond led you to add right. that to your la- the last part of your mm-hmm. name. Well, Idris Alba, as a matter of fact, um, believe it or not, those that, are, that look from the outside towards Hollywood, Idris Alba was the first um, uh, man of color, the first black man to literally ever to have been considered for the role of James Bond. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it is it, it, a, a yeah, Now, Idris, who is a black man of English, Descent, wonderful accent, um, and we've seen him and his ascent into the Hollywood ranks. Um, I, I understand that he's approaching the twenty million mark per picture, and perhaps with his performance in Pacific Rim, um, which is a major blockbuster within two thousand thirteen, we'll see him continue to ascend uh, to the Will Smiths, if not Denzel Washington levels. Um, and then who knows? We may see him gracing the silver screen, saying he likes it shaken. Not stirred. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yes. You like it shaking, not stirred? I try either way every once in a while, you know. I know you like it shaking sometimes stirred. How do you like it, Nikki? You like it Chilled. stirred? Chilled. Chilled. Yeah. With some you know lemon what? on the side. 
You, you know what? You know, well, let's get right into it now. Now, first and foremost, Nikita, you're a performer of of Russian descent, uh, all the way from Siberia, yes. we, as I spoke of earlier. Now, I understand that uh, you perhaps like a black Russian every now and again, as evidenced yes. by the fact <laughs> that you and I just shot uh, a day or two ago um, in the, my latest Election Steel production, an Evil Angel title called. Mm-hmm. Lex is a motherfucker, number oh, two, <laughs> and Nikita is one of the stars of that particular feature, Michelle G. And and you know, what I'm saying when you know, we talk about black Russians and liking it stirred and not chilled, I just you know I had to bring that up. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We keep it rolling. Well, how long have you been in the industry? Since '08, but I was doing just girl, girl. So and then I took like maybe eight months for school. But still going to school, but now I can kind of combine school and filming. So now I'm doing boy-girl, like, all the way. Yeah. <laughs> now, I understand that before you began your career in adult, that you actually had completed your educational work in back home before, yes. you, before you came mm-hmm. to the U.S. Yes, I did. I have a bachelor in economics. But, you know, I kind of still like what I'm doing. So it's kind of like, and for the back, like, when I'm older, when I'm done with it. So it kind of helps, you know, plan B. <laughs> well, now you're still in school still currently. In school, yeah. So that's got to be very, very trying on your schedule. Yes, it is. Like, uh, today I only was able to sit for one class and I had a test. And I had a second class I had to miss so to get ready and come over here. Uh, Why, well, thank you. Thank you for making <laughs> Much me appreciate it. <laughs> come out. So what classes were you in today? Well, today I'm I'm still taking English second language for writing, like academic writing, and I'm taking algebra. Ah. I like numbers. Collegiate algebra <laughs> was one of the most challenging subjects I ever dealt with. Um, actually, collegiate math. I don't remember whether it was algebra or, or a number of different things. But algebra is fun. It can be fun. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Once you it's like get a puzzle. the yeah, yeah, you get the kick of it. It's right there. Exactly, it just is. formula. And, and everybody loves on. a hot woman with brains, you know what I mean? I mean Thank you. I concur. Yes. It just made you even sexier from Siberia. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you, well, well, you know, it's, it's ironic that um, we speak about um, school and, and working on second, you know, second career opportunities. And, and, and now, Erica, in your creation of The Rub, your PR firm, um, you know, I understand as well in regards to you, you were involved in advertising, in the advertising world. Now, now, was the adult industry was something that you, you kept your eyes on? I mean, what made you decide to transition into representing adult talent? Well, advertising was sucking the life out of me. Ah, <laughs> the nine to five of it all? or, or? No, the creativeness of being a copywriter and an art director. So um, Now, you're a writer as well. Mm-hmm. You're a bloggist, an author. A little bit of everything. Yeah. A little bit of everything. <laughs> so um, I answered an ad on uh, Craigslist hmm. to work for Wanted List. I don't know if you remember them. They're the Netflix of porn. Uh-huh. So I was a buyer. I wrote their sex advice column. I ran the place. And Shane's World was a vendor. And they said, hey, you want to do PR? And I was like, eh. And I said, all right, I'll try it. And I yeah. liked it. <laughs> yeah. So you obviously were able to evoke a reaction from them. I'm sure they were happy with what you did at the beginning. Now, now, now with the rubbers around, what is it? Five and a half years at this point? Five years. Five years. Okay, okay. Now, a number of your clients um, we've had on the show, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, um, Erica is responsible for one of the hosts, one of the guests, and actually the the launch show of Lexington Still Live. Um, Allison Moore has been on her show. Uh, Most recently, we had Mia Leilani. 
Tonight we have Nikita Von James. So, um, and also, um, we spoke about Angelina Valentine. Now, she's still one of because Angela's been in a number of Mercenary Pictures movies, my company, and we look forward to having her, and certainly enough, in the Evil Angel production coming up sometime soon. So that six degrees of separation has led us to where we are today in studio on the Lexington Still Live show. You know what I'm saying, Michelle J? I am right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Now, you know, let's get right into the 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 the, the gist of this all. All right, so... Nikita, you got into the industry. Um, what were you doing beforehand? Before, well, I've been dancing for like uh, 14 years. When I got to this country, I started dancing. I still, I like it, so I still dance. I still do feature dancing and being as a house girl, like one of the girls mm. working in the club, I'm still cool with that. I love it. I love my crew. <laughs> I love my dressing room. <laughs> well, now, now, aren't you, you're about to, um, I understand you're going <coughs> on tour, right? Um, um, actually, I came back from you just Florida. Came back. Okay, yes, but they actually called me and they want me for like late October back. Ah. So yeah, but I'm going to Florida for um, Night Move Awards. Okay. So that's where I'm going to be next week. Now you're also pre now the next week, people. There is the the what's known as the Sex Awards. It's the first. Uh, <coughs> well, we ideally what ideally will be an annual. Um, award show, and I understand that you'll be presenting yes. at the Sex Awards, and that's next Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. And as I as I understand, um, Showtime will be broadcasting, correct, Erica? Yep. And they will be broadcasting that, and that will probably hit some. What is it? Um, an estimated thirty million. Thirty million. Yours truly will be presenting. Lexus still will be presenting at the award show yeah. as well. So I may see you backstage. And um, obviously there's a requisite myriad of nominations for yours truly. So I might be making it to the stage to accept a trophy or two. Um, so we'll see what plays out with that um, as, we, as, as we see how these things develop. Who knows? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So we'll see you there now. You know, what experiences? Okay. Tell me about the experiences, Nikita. That you've had in your in your career. Now I understand you're still within the first, you know, a couple years. Now, have just getting into the mindset um, of your experience as a performer. I mean, has there been have there been situations um, that have been beyond your parameters? Tell us about situations of things that you perhaps will not do on camera. Because a lot of people think that female performers and male performers, included myself, um, without question, are down for whatever. But I like to ask the contrary. What are things that you've said, hey, you know, back that up. I'm not down with that. Well, usually my agency is pretty clear what I will be doing on set and uh, what's okay. And pretty much like whoever I work with and for, they aware of it. And I never had a situation that somebody would push me like uh, a kind of super business oriented when I'm on set. I don't go like beyond like oh yeah like you know do like extra stuff you know what i'm saying so I'm what happens what happens when a dude says hey nikita what are you doing after yeah that's after set? nobody asked me <laughs> because maybe i look so mean <laughs> was i mean to you no uh -huh. i was joking we were having fun <laughs> so, uh-oh yeah but uh no usually i'm super like business oriented and maybe they're afraid to ask me but i'm thankful that don't <laughs> because you know yeah, here's the phone numbers for content exchange. It's cool. 
Yeah. But, you know, we're working. It's work, you work know. It's work. Yeah. Well, what would you say, in your experience, I mean, has there been a case where the casting couch has ever become an issue? I mean, have you had to make determinations about your relationships or associations with directors and or producers? Once, actually, for all this, um, I've been in business, it once happened, I had to leave. I was the... I'm not going to say what company I was working. It was kind of a little weird. <laughs> it was far away from, um, like, I can get the reception and stuff. And for some reason, makeup artist left. Everybody left. So the person who was directing, it, it's a, his company. I found out it's not that small company, but it's just one male shoots f- with all the girls. Oh, okay. So only one guy on the side and he would use different girl performers mm-hmm. and uh yeah everybody left and he got really drunk and did some other stuff and kind of got really out of control so i called my agent and i was like really crying oh yeah, I was like, so i'm got leaving you. well you got to be able to to you know, to pull out sometimes and i pardon the pun um <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> but sometimes yeah. you got to say hey well you know and erica i want to ask you i mean you know are there situations uh, when you are discussing what your clients are involved in, um, have you found that you have to, to use your experience and, and your, your, your wisdom, if you will, to direct them in certain ways that may be detrimental to their careers? I mean, do you, do you step in, into a personal um, uh, representation and not only promoting what they're doing? You mean like watching over what they say on Twitter and what they say on interviews, that kind of stuff? Yeah. She's oh, yeah. <laughs> She's I'm the Twitter. I'm the Twitter police. Ah. Well, you know, on ESPN, they have this thing where they tell the athletes, don't press send. And that's it. Words to live by. Ah. You see what I'm saying? In reaction to something, you might be ready to blast somebody out. As you do in anger. Yeah. 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 You know, don't press sin. So you have to tell some of your ladies. Oh, my career would be ruined in a minute. What if you if you? Did... I got something to say. I'm gonna say it, man. <laughs> mm. They yeah. they get the phone call. Uh oh. Yeah. No. Big brother is Take watching. Take that down now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I and I do care about them on a personal level too. I don't work with people I don't like anymore. Mm. I refuse to. So, uh. you know, and they call me with their personal stuff, yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, now, have you found that um, promoting the, you know, what newer town is doing versus established town, what is, you know, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy cultivating a new talent or do you enjoy um, reorchestrating, if you will, the career of an established talent? I kind of like the new talent because they get so excited when they see the press release up on AVN mm-hmm. and Expos, and they're they're not jaded. I mean, like mm-hmm. um, even somebody like Nikki Delano, she worked with me. She was two months in the industry, and she started working with me. She's been working with me for a couple of years. So I mean, you know, it's interesting to see the progression. Mm-hmm. But I've worked with you know big name people like Kelly Devine and Naomi Banks, and well, now you also different. represent studios as well. So it's not studios just... and and uh, adult oriented okay. companies. Yes. Now, one of the things I want to speak to you about, I know um, this is something that, you know, as a PR agent, or as a PR agent, what, what, what publicist. Would be the, as a publicist, um, you know, with with adult performers, male and female, um, there always seems to be a push towards, um, if you will, the mainstreams, okay, and moving into mainstream. Now, some people um, have legitimate mainstream aspirations, and some people not so much. Um do you find that your talent are successfully transitioning into mainstream opportunities? How do you how do you navigate that 
um, to the benefit of your clients. I'm helping them with that. Um, I know two horror movie producers and a guy, he's he's working on a script and he's using a lot of my clients in it, but it's not horror. It's, um, I don't know how, what it, I would call the genre, but he's a director and a producer and a writer. So he's cast a couple of my clients in movies making next year and he wants me to be in it too. I'm like, mm. Well, okay, let me ask you, I mean, <laughs> you know, as we see in a lot of horror movies, you know, everybody's getting killed. So now are these people getting, the girls getting killed in it or what? In this movie he's making, no, it's a real movie. He's like actually writing it. It's not a horror movie. But oh, I've I'm had saying, clients who have been in horror movies too. Okay, okay. So and this right. is a real movie. Okay. No, I'm saying, I mean, you like horror a real movies be indie a real, movie. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying like usually like, you know, you got the people, you know, that get killed off early and it's like, ah, oh, I want to see such as they're online, you know, on, on the seat, on the screen for a second. And then boom, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If they had a black guy like myself in it, I would be dead oh, within five to seven and minutes we all know of that. the opening credits. <laughs> no, no. no, really. I mean, when's the last time we saw a brother or sister make it through a horror movie? I'm actually going to have movies. to think about that one. I, I, and I've, I've seen most horror movies. That a scary movie, the comedy one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's four of them. They're up to number four yeah. now, so I can make it through that one. <laughs> That's silly ones. <laughs> I love them. Shoot. Make your own horror movie. Man. Make a parody. Yeah. <laughs> no, and which is a hot thing. The parodies. I mean, they make a parody about anything. All yeah. different type TV or movies these days. So, and I know I've participated in quite a few of them. So, but speaking about um, parodies and, and the moving us towards feature productions, now, Nikita, have you found yourself, do you, do you like doing feature movies as well, or, just, or primarily just, just Gonzo? Yeah. I understand Gonzo is kind of faster, and you're done pretty fast, but features is, like, long, and uh, we have, like, a, a lot of words, and, you know. Which one do you prefer, therefore, the feature? I like both, but I like okay. feature. Yeah, it doesn't matter how long I have to sit on set, yeah. and I've done it for Digital Playground, Nurses too. And it was awesome, kind of hanging out. You kind of just having your crew there, you for a whole week, <laughs> on yeah. and off. You know, outfits nice. ready. You know, like food cooking for you. I love to eat. Craft services. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about being on a feature set, um, Nikita, is, is sometimes when you're on there, if you can be on there eight to ten day, to eight to ten hours, and, it's and right. you know, well, okay, well then, then after being on set, right, it's <laughs> the, at the end of the day. Okay, you've been there all day, and it's time for the action. Right? Do you, do you do you maintain your your energy levels? I mean, how do you feel after a long mm-hmm. dance? And then you have to do the scene at the bottom of the yeah. day. It happened to me like a few times. I had to do two a.m. I was there oh. from eight a.m. till two a.m. My oh, scene wow. started, and uh, next day it was twelve twelve p.m. a.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. as well. So um, I do, and kind of like you have time, so you take your naps. You're so. able to take a nap on the set. Yeah, because it's like big rooms. You oh know, yeah, sometimes. right. You go find yourself a little nook. Yeah, so little kind cranny. Of, exactly, and I bring <laughs> my blankets. So yeah. you know, you kind of know what to bring. You know, bring pajamas, blankets, pillows. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, so I don't know. she's a prepared lady. Yeah. I like her. Oh yeah, thank you. I do. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's funny that we, you know, we actually have a um, a little bit of the Europe- European community here. Michelle G hails originally from Munich. Germany, Deutschland. Oh, and by the way, since it's already <laughs> tomorrow in Germany, uh-huh. ein guten Tag der Deutschen Einheit. I just wanted to say, it to- tomorrow is, uh, how do you say, um, day of uh, German unity. So um, they're celebrating that, October 3rd. Always remember it. And so, yeah, you know, props ah. to the peeps. Well, you know, 
I, the reason why I brought that up is because if you look at the fact that uh, it's a wonderful thing, obviously we have Nikita here from Russia, beautiful blonde, and then we look, we have Michelle G, and people are like, hmm, you're German. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, now I, you know, there's it's a fifty-fifty kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Now, you know, a lot of guys out there who who've really been enjoying um, porno for for quite a long time are also now able to access the stars that they've appreciated for so long by way of social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook and what have you. So, Erica, I know that that's something that does play a part in in what is required of you. Now, have you? would you, Erica, would you feel that if adult stars of yesteryear, and we use that as a term, say, mm -hmm. the golden age of porn, um, do you think there are, how would that have, how would social media have impacted those stars if that was available to them, to them in their peer? Like what if John Holmes was able to tweet, was able to tweet, or, or if in the early parts of Anita Hartley's career, she was able to Facebook? I mean, you know, it, 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 would it have been a dramatic difference in, in their popularity sometime later, or would it have just been uh, a flat line? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, but the older stars like Sika, I see her on Twitter a lot. I mean, she has a new book coming out. As a matter of fact, um, Sika, um, autobiography, mm -hmm. and um, ironically enough, she she had actually contacted me to ask me to write the foreword nice. to her book. But unfortunately, I couldn't say I really couldn't do it because I wasn't as familiar with Sika as perhaps I felt I would need to have been. To write, to have written, written a forward for her, um, I've enjoyed her from afar. Um, <laughs> about the distance between myself, the couch, and the television, if you know what I mean. But um, that's a story for another another day. But you know, like with Tom Byron, Yaron um, Jeremy's talent, um, uh, you know that that have been generational. It's a case where you, one would wish that they had social media access in the beginnings of their career. Who knows how big of a star they would have been. Perhaps the transition to mainstream would have been affected um, years earlier into their tenure. It's possible. I mean, it's so important now. You can't, you have to have Twitter. There's yeah. no way around it. Well, now, do you also represent dudes? What? what um... <laughs> I'd like to represent guys, but a lot of them just don't have money for PR. Uh -huh. Or they don't want to spend it. I had one guy I talked to recently. He's big name he didn't want to pay for it i said uh no <laughs> well then, then how does he does he do well how's a guy like that make his own he really needs a publicist i don't know he said to me well well what does james dean do i said james dean is a publicist that charges four times what i do he doesn't do it all on his own oh uh, yeah oh yeah well you know i'll tell you you know um was it ralph waldo emerson, emerson. If a tree falls in the wilderness, does it make a sound? One of the most famous lines of American poetry ever written and penned by one of the greatest American poets. And so to make no mistake, Erica, without what you do, we may not even know what some of these people are, are doing. Well, there's True so words are rarely spoken. Well, there's so, many girls <laughs> there's so many girls entering the industry every week, mm -hmm. especially come, you know, June because they're out of school and they're 18. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know, you know, I know directors are like, oh, we just, you know, kind of, you know, cruise by the high school. Drive by the high school. Same Drive thing happens with a van, open the door, who went in? Same thing in the strip clubs. And so summertime, June, July, August, we know we have like 
full dressing room of 18-year-olds. Ah. Girls, yeah, want to, you know, just make so some wait, wait. money. But literally, you're familiar with the fact that there are managing managers and adult industry di- uh, agents that literally peruse... I didn't say agents. I said directors. Oh, okay. Get it right. But Direct- I'm sure there are agents, <laughs> but we won't name them. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Well, I'm not one of those directors that tend to, um, to, to uh, you know, you're not going to find me perusing the roller rinks or the, no, they're looking for the you. strip malls. <laughs> no, they're not looking for me. Perhaps, you know, perhaps one of their, their mom might be looking for me, you know, that might be more appropriately <laughs> appropriate on an age level. But speaking of age, now, now, Nikita, you started watching porno at 15, correct? Yes. I saw my cousin. He has, like, a few little collections, so I kind of stole it. And I watched it, and you know what? It was so funny. I was curious what's going on behind, like, behind the camera. Like, how it's done. Like, what's going on in the room, mm. like, like, right away. Like yes, sex of course it's interesting, but I still remember the how it was and like wow, I was just fascinated. Fascinated with the like the the cinematic aspect of it. Yeah, what's going mm. on there? And like oh my god, she's not nervous. How is it going? You know, like <laughs> well, she then, has so much confidence. Okay, well, then, then, <laughs> how, did that, how did that measure up once you became a part of the industry? Well. Now, because I've been asked a lot of questions from uh, Erica's help, a lot of interviews, and I realized going back, that's kind of triggered my, you know, interest. And I've been always kind of sexual. Like, I've read Mm -hmm. all, like, uh, sexual education books in Russia. Uh And I was kind of practicing even doing blowjob on a banana, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And this was at 15? Yeah, 15, 16. I was so curious. I even kissed a girl. Come on, in Russia, it's like everybody's so, like, you know, uh. uniformed. <laughs> yeah, cannot smile because you know. Well, you know, not to but speaking about that, as 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 you know, what's been happening in current events over the last, uh, I would say, thirty, sixty days, uh, perhaps ninety days. Um, the Winter Olympics, the next Winter Olympics, will be in Sochi. 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 Right? Sochi. Uh-huh. By Black Sea. By the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is that um, I understand the government is mandating that there is that there are no displays of of hom- homosexual, oh. um, yeah, same sex mm-hmm. um, public displays they of affection. They hold hands. Yeah. Okay. It's so weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm against that. I don't even have a citizenship of Russia anymore. Mm. I just became 100% American, so no I'm very doubt. happy. <laughs> well, well, when you were, at, well, before you left, uh, Mother Russia. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say that with all, with all well, respect. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm saying like, so did, did you experience things like that oh, where no. there were hardline restrictions? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, all the time and every day. Are you kidding wow. me? When I came over here, I was like, oh. You can, it's so much freedom. It's like amazing. That's mm-hmm. why I like, I never went back and I declined my Russian citizenship. I'm like, I don't want to. How long have you been in the States for? Uh, since 98, like right. 15 years. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. Are you kidding? Everybody's so like happy, smiley. Doesn't matter if they're fake. It's okay. I personally <laughs> noticed that moving here, um, you know, from Germany. I mean, Germany's not, you know, Soviet Union and all. But you guys had an iron I mean, we curtain. Have, I, I, you know, you exactly. guys have a wall. And yes. who put the wall up? Those guys. 
Really? <laughs> well, now, 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 make a point of clarification. Munich is southern. Uh, yeah, southern Germany, Germany. versus Western yeah. Germany. Okay, versus eastern versus east. western, right? Not to the seats of north south, but yeah. east west. East west. Yeah. Okay, that's how east it was. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, but I, I understand what you're talking about. Moving mm-hmm. here, and people are friendly. You know, yeah. uh, where I'm from, people may say it's oh, they're just being fake and it's superficial. But, so but you know what? It feels good. Yeah, it feels good, and right? you know what? You're kind of happier. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, and here in america people express their emotions like yes. come on if i will be doing like oh like in russia they'll be like hmm. like even my cousins come over here i'm like let me take a picture of you girl and she's like, <laughs> All of them. i'm like yes please like, like are you happy yes <laughs> yeah can't you see could you feel me and that's interesting because i mean this is only what Ten years ago, huh? 10 15. Fifteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, I've never been to the Soviet Union, not yet. Uh, been to Germany and um, haven't quite been, or I haven't seen the wall. But I'm saying there's tours that I'm not going to Berlin in, in a week. I was just going to say, aren't you going to Berlin uh, very soon? Yeah. Go and check it yeah. out. They have pieces of the wall left. Or I was just uh, in Berlin myself again, beginning of this year. You can find little, they have like a line, uh bricks where they laid and just the wall ran right through the city right center smack through the city so you'll weird. see it you'll see it you should check it out it's worthwhile but yeah interesting thing. well it's, you know having Dividing. the both of you of of obviously of european background and descent um and speaking about the industry um when you're when you're talking about um whether it's germany or the soviet union um now is there access to adult media? I mean, you know, I, you said you began watching porn at 15, but you were watching, what, DVDs it was or Ameri- VHS? VHS. I was just going to say, wait a minute. Tape, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, American. It was not American. Russian. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in your case, are you from, were you familiar with adult bef- adult media before you Yeah, because Beate Uze, you know, that name right there is already pretty big in Germany. And, uh, yeah, growing up as a teenager, mm-hmm, Germany, after 10 p.m., you turn on the right channel, they'd have a little, you know, the... <laughs> okay, now what yeah. was that word, Beata? What? Beata Uze. You should check it out. She's a big. Oh, it's a person. It, it is okay. a person. It's a <laughs> brand. It's adult entertainment, toys, and all the good stuff. Yeah. So I remember being a teenager, you know, walking downtown, what, 12, 13, 14, and Beata Uze in the m- middle of downtown music had this, uh, Munich had this huge. Store and everybody knew what it was. There was no big secrets. And then you know we have the 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 FKK beaches, the Freikörper Kultur, which everybody can be nude. No Wait, big what, deal. what is that F? FKK. K-K. K-K. <laughs> I mean, I it don't know. It sounds kind of suggestive. Fr- it, it, it stands for Freikörper Kultur, which means free body culture. So uh. freely show your body, uh-huh. freely show your culture of being naked. And yeah. Seen my math teacher nude before. I mean, oh. hey, it happens. I, I I think the Germans are pretty open sexually. Yeah. You know, well, not, uh, by contrast, I mean, would you say that is the Russian community are they mm. s- their sexuality somewhat repressed yeah, or very or, much or so. suppressed by the government, if you will? Yeah, by the government. I think because like uh, being like in communism, like you cannot do anything. You mm-hmm. know, you have to be the same like your neighbor, yeah. like everybody. So we had to wear the same clothes, kind of. You cannot speak your mind. You cannot be like, I have an idea. Like, oh, hell no, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, now, we had a conversation uh, regarding 
when a regular citizen would want to even go perhaps buy a piece of loaf of bread and, and oh, yeah. or like in terms of if you have a family of four mm -hmm. all you four bring all your family in order to get like a milk product uh, if for example I rem always remember standing in lines with my grandma and all my cousins like and all the ladies having all their kids with them in order to get like piece of butter like a small different butter so like you get it per person so if as many as you bring and you have to say yes I'm part of this family so that's how many pieces you get rational ra rationalizing like yeah that it's thing. crazy wow mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. Well, thank God you're here. I know. I love I'm happy it. for you. <laughs> thank you. you. May be all depressed. <laughs> no. Well, no, it's a reality. It's it a, is. It's, it's sad. Reality, That's what I'm you know. saying. You know, it's sad that you know. Well, and and, and the the industry is actually very very strong in Europe. So, um, at what age did you move to the United States? I was 21. So you were 21. So by that time. If you had an interest in doing it over there, you could have actually shot either in Budapest or Prague I am not or... sure because it's over there a little different. Mm -hmm. I can tell you 100% I'm positive it's owned by mafia. That's it. All in, the strip in, clubs. in Russia or? Yes, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So if you want to do, uh, I was going to actually dance in one of the clubs. And yes, I was explained right away. You kind of be going to be owned. So, you know, it, there is no freedom. Ah. You making money, they want a piece of it. So, you know. Well, it's, it's interesting. I know people, performers in Europe, um, I know that the girls are able to make um, amounts that um, would be comparable to what people earn in, a, in a, on an annual salary. Of course, it's not the case here in the U.S. where one would have to work regularly um, to make a living mm -hmm. um, in porno. But, um, um you know, I mean, opportunities can be found wherever, but I'm glad you found your opportunity here. Mm -hmm. I love it here. You know, because there's a lot of, I mean, and speaking of opportunity, um, we've actually had, we've talked the last couple of weeks about what's happening within the, the, the industry regarding the health of the industry and, and, yeah. and the, the instances of HIV, uh, uh, instances of positivity, uh, people testing positive. And so we've moved. Um, beyond that, but it still hangs up in the air. So I want to present to Nikita, uh, you know, we've now moved into the 14-day cycle and that mm -hmm. testing twice a month, a panel of tests, which include up to anywhere from 8 to 10 different um, uh, STD verifications. And so how do you, do you feel that, um, and, and I've been around the industry or within the industry since 98, so I've actually seen a number of things transpire. Uh, but in the time you've been in the industry, Nikita, do you feel that with the new change of bi-monthly testing, the the economics of it, the fact that testing has moved from 120 bucks a month to now what is 350, will this have an impact? And Erica, please expand on this as well. Will this have an impact on talent? I mean, will we see perhaps a diminishing of the talent pool because people cannot remain active yeah. on the active I list because so. of the cost? Mm -hmm. I think so. Like I would say, majority of uh, male. Performers, some of them will kind of step away from mm -hmm. that because, uh, in a, like, uh, in the industry, girls get paid more than guys, and uh, girls usually work, I would say, more. But depends, you know, some guys, some guys who work average, I think they will step away. Aside from the economical question here, I want to ask you guys as performers, do you feel safer knowing that your partner has been tested? You know, it's getting tested every two weeks. Do you guys feel safer? I feel safer. I yeah. wanted it. Like, uh, I don't mind. Like, uh, if needed to be a weekly done, 
I will do it. I'll a week? Have... I know. I'm Let's just be saying. frank. You know, half of I know me... you don't like needles. Oh, I, <laughs> I, you know, psh, don't tell. I've got like the phobia of the universe when it comes to it's, needles. Yes, it's not really a secret. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Six three two twenty five come in the house. Can I have the baby needle? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't mind. I get laughed at and, 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 and chided by the by the uh, uh, the nurse who at the testing facilities because they know that they got to pull out the smallest needle in the joints. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we, but 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 yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, a, a per week. That was, might be too I much. I was just I mean, saying, yeah. two weeks, yeah, it's good. Because, I mean, can it get any less? I mean, as far as I understand it, I, 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 as I understand it, you need at least 14 days for some of the the potential problems to, to mature enough to be exactly. registered. And HIV, I mean, two weeks. Hey, well, specifically. HIV is two weeks? Well, the tests we run, they're, they're, they're different than oh, the okay. one you get at your doctor's oh, right, office. Yeah. Right. But right. I understand Hep B and C, um, you can't test as frequently as 14 days because you need in excess of that for it to register on the testing. Uh, well, yes, but some girls I know in the industry, like uh, bigger names, if you want to work with them, your test has to be with five days. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, wow. Some of them three days. Wow. So, okay, you know? well, we're seeing a transition uh, with now, Erica, in your years as, you know, as a publicist, I mean, you're looking at it from an objective standpoint. Um, what do you see as it having an what is your your feeling towards the impact that this is going to have on the industry i mean i'm kind of worried about it all the free porn out there mm-hmm. less studios less work mm-hmm. less yeah. talent Budget. right mm-hmm. i mean i think the larger problem here and people aren't looking at this and i know you know this is they don't test the same with the gay productions in the gay studios yeah. they don't they don't have the same regimen of testing they might use condoms but not test, or they may not use condoms and not test, and that's kind of the larger problem with the crossover performers. Mm-hmm. Well, as someone that's that's directly into a mainstream media, and and, and being a civilian yourself, Michelle mm-hmm. G, um, you know, when we hear about what's happening within this industry, just from a civilian standpoint, are you in any way made aware? of the fact that there is a distinction between heterosexual porn and homosexual porn. No, no. And the thing is, every time something does come out in the media, what do we hear first? Porno. That's what we hear, porno. And then you have, uh, in the background, on the Fox 11 News, you have random uh, uh, rated porn pictures flashing by with, be it, Lexington Steele himself, well, wait, who wait, is wait, not wait, at no, all... Point of clarification, once no, again, it, it, not with Lexington Steele. I'm saying they'll have... Ra- God forbid. No, what I'm saying is the point I'm trying to make here, <laughs> Lex, is that they will make the association as such. They don't care whose photo they're showing in the background, just, oh, yeah, in the porno industry, and because you see these random scenes that they're choosing, exactly that. Oh, was that Lex in the back? Wait, aren't they doing a report on HIV right now in porno? Does mm. he have HIV? That's that's how it happens. They do not make the distinguish. You know, they do not distinguish between hetero and gay porn, unfortunately. And I think it is the, I, I need to watch that. I don't say anything that's wrong. But is it the gay industry where exactly uh, testing is not as strict and that it often may be in the gay side of the industry where the STD is, you know. I, w- I wasn't trying to say that, but the the there. The one woman that has it, yeah. she did a scene with another male performer, and people keep going, he has it, he has it, and he doesn't. He doesn't. Because scientifically, there are no cases mm-hmm. of a woman passing it to a man. There's just not, and the likelihood of it happening is, is very tiny, mm-hmm. and people keep, 
insinuating he has it and he doesn't. He gets tested every week or two yeah. and he doesn't have it. And I know he doesn't have it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's how people view us. They think, you know, they think the whole industry is just exactly. full of AIDS mm-hmm. and diseases and you know, it's not it's not helping uh, from yeah. a PR standpoint. <laughs> yeah, we actually like the, I would say the cleanest, you know, because we, it's our money. I agree. We're really picky because like you're gonna show up tomorrow, it has to be like super duper clean, disinfected, you know. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> our money. Yeah. Well, Fresh. <laughs> you know, it, you know, the media. I don't know if it's the responsibility of of the media to make that distinction. We would hope, and we would like it to be in a perfect world. There would be that distinction, but it, it almost seems like as we look at it, the 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 you know maybe culture maybe feels that there need not be a distinction, and you know we're all going to hell in a handbasket. And uh, with, 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 you know, with gasoline, you know, gasoline underwear and cement overshoes for terms that uh, harken back to the days of Chicago and uh, (laughs) prohibition. Cement overshoes. You sink fast when you have a pair of shoes made of cement, Nikita. I'm confused. He's like mafia. mafia. <laughs> you know mafia. Well, she, in Russia, they just walk up to you and be like, you know. She thought you were saying semen. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Semen uh. shoes. Where can yeah, we buy see, those? You knew that. Uh-huh. I was like, Ooh. okay. What you... <laughs> it's his accent. <laughs> wow. You know, it's you know, sex lives. Now, now, Nikita, how has your sex life? you know, changed once you became, not necessarily as you transitioned to becoming a star within history, but once you became, started participating, how did your sex life change? Participating in the movies? Yeah, like once you became a performer, mm-hmm. not since you become a star, but once you became a performer at the beginning, mm-hmm. was there a change in your sex life once you began, once you began to work with male performers? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, because like it got more exciting. I was trying like more things and uh, some interesting setups, like a dungeon. You know, I was kind of oh my gosh, scary, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so exciting. Like you kind of try like uh, getting trying like new things with girls, like five girls at the same time. It's like, you know, I've never had in my personal life, like, five girls. Five know? girls at the same time. And the same day, I had four girls. So five and four girl girl orgy. Man, we should, you and I should compare numbers. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you, well, how many, well, I don't know. Right, the reverse gangbang, a 12 on one. Well, see, I don't do gangbangs. These just were can't... 12 chicks. Oh, that's one hot. One man. Well, who are you? <laughs> Did you survive? In a world <laughs> where... <laughs> 12 year old girls. Oh my gosh. And one man. <laughs> on a mission. <laughs> I was on a mission, all right. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god, that's funny. Allison kinda... just did one. What is it? Allison just did a game. She just did a game. Oh, how many guys? I'm trying to remember how many there were on the cover because we were looking at it for the nomination. Were the single digits or double digits? <laughs> I think there were six or seven. Okay. So I think it was one digit. Wow. Okay. Still well, a gang to me. Yeah. If it's over four, it's a gangbang. No, it's not. Uh, you know something? Note to sell. Not, uh, yeah. <laughs> the things I had to learn to be in this industry. <laughs> nah. I, you know what? I, I'm kind of old school in regards to the gangbangs. And for, for my experience, gangbangs begin at 10 ladies. So we're talking about 10 dudes. One 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 lady. That's a gangbang. It must be harder for you not to explode. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, 
in regards to I don't know about that, but I just know that like now you have four and ones, five and ones, six and ones. What what most of the guys with tenure would agree would be mini gangbangs, and they're being regarded as gangbangs. Mm-hmm. So if the performer of today is like I'm doing a gangbang, I always inquire as to how many guys. You know, I, I was that you know me being a you know civilian. That would have been my question: Is a gangbang only when it's multiple guys on a female, or can it also be like in your case, one guy and twelve it's still women? A gangbang. It's still yeah, a gangbang. Still a gangbang. Yeah. They call yeah. it a gangbang. They call yeah. it a reverse gangbang. Yeah. Oh, reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't the women also get the credit? You know, it's like yeah. Why does it have to be reverse? <laughs> Well, you know. because it's usually the other way. That's a kind of a newer thing. The reverse is kind of newer. Oh. Well, we remember there were a number of series which included like the world's luckiest man, which was a series by Vivid Video in which they would have one guy work with as many as 100 girls over the course of it would be they would shoot over the course of five or six days. But when they edited it down. When they edit the material, it would look like the guy was just plowing through one through one hundred. <laughs> uh, certainly, a her- like, Herculean, damn. a Herculean effort, <laughs> um, to say the least. And one of my good friends, Mr. Marcus, was one of the um, individuals that did a, a hundred and one world's luckiest man, and um, and he was actually, um, I think, the second or third guy to do it. I think Eric Everhart did one subsequent to that, but. Um, I know gangbangs have changed, and, and and have you ever thought about doing one or no? <laughs> no. no. Well, how many? How many Is that guys? a no of of fear or no? That's I, not my thing. It's I guess so. It's not my thing. But you know, as many girls, yes. Mm-hmm. But kind of like uh, because you have to like be like, you know, like super. Yeah. D- super well, the hero. difference between a gangbang of yesteryear with ten or twelve girls and a gangbang today of uh, uh, guys rather or, or five or six guys on one girl is the difference of of a gangbang versus the proverbial train. And so a lot of a lot of people might consider that a train. They didn't. Oh, like Annabelle Chung with the two hundred. Well, n- no, 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 no. That's beyond gangbang. I'm saying when you're doing four or five guys, that's like a train, or or the proverbial term having you know they ran a train ah. on her, and and that's a four or five degree. You know, you never want to be on the receiving end of they ran a train on such and such, unless it's a porno movie, and of course everyone's being conversated. Or Craigslist ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knock knock here. Yeah. Shit. Right? You get every train from A through E through G on Craigslist. I love those ads. They're highly entertaining. I, I, I read them often just to, you know, sometimes it breaks my heart. Poor guy, like, aw, he genuinely. Well, poor know. guy in what regard? Like, because he's on Looking for Love? Uh, 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 looking for love with, a, love with a picture of his. Woo, you know. You can say it. You can say it. A picture of the Jimmy his Johnson. Dick. There you go. You know what? And put, I hope it's a dick. Put, <laughs> he's taking a picture of it. Put well, an ad up yourself and you'll see like a hundred guys will answer it in five minutes if you're a girl. It's hilarious. Well, you know, speaking of we have three ladies in the house tonight, <laughs> I'm going to ask you real quick. We've, we've heard the word, the terminology for, there's many different terms of the word, penis. Okay? Aww. Albeit erect penis. Now, let me ask you guys something. Don't like that word. Do you use the term, do you, ladies, do you enjoy the word, the term cock or dick? What's your, what word do you like to refer to it? I was once told that cock is said to white men, and dick is refers to a black man doesn't uh-huh. like his dick to be called cock. So I have heard, but you know, I personally like the word dick better. Cock makes me think of rooster. Oh. <laughs> well, on camera I would say cock, but in I don't know in real life. It, Kind of thingy. I say it, it's a thingy. It, oh, put your thingy in there. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I would say I would say dick because cock makes me think of tails. So. Oh. 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 <laughs> what do you prefer, Lex? For me to be re- referred to, to as your my thingy. My thingy. Your item. I don't know. My member. That's a- equipment. That's not an item. <laughs> That yeah, we can't equipment. call it Little Lex, can we? No, that's like... <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, I call him Max. Oh, I said Max. Oh, okay. Like Maximus? No, as in, as, no, as in Maximilian, because I, yeah. I make a million bucks with the, <laughs> with the Jimmy Johnson. People are like, what, who, who uses the word Jimmy Johnson for a dick? And I'll explain that. I'm from the East Coast. And uh, Jimmy, um, by way of Karis one, is Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Is a dick. And Johnson is a dick as well. But a Jimmy Johnson, transitioned to Jimmy became the word for a condom. A Jimmy hat, yeah. So ah. you say, put on your Jimmy hat. So then Richard. when you hear Lexil say, I unleashed a Jimmy Johnson, we know we're talking about a condom-wrapped dick as JJ. opposed to a condom. I am learning things here yeah. today. Just oh, listen yeah. to old hip-hop. You'll learn it. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This has been a fantastic night. So before we get out of here, I want to do one quick thing. Ladies, please let us know precisely where um, our fans can reach either of you. Well, um, I have a website, and it's www.nikitavonjames.com. So I'm doing lots of different content, so I'm very excited. And my Twitter, Nikita Von James. My website is the Reb PR. That's T H E R U B P R dot com, and my Twitter is the Reb PR. As well. And your blogs. I have your blogs, blogs in there too. Did you like the one about? I love uh, your blogs. That's why guys I trying to get into porn. You, you got to tell where can people read your read. Where can people read the Reb PR dot com and click on blogs. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And Michelle G, will people be able to contact you, um, whether Twitter or via um, Twitter Facebook? at Goldie B, and uh, also on Instagram. Follow me there, Goldie B. Wow. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for all the good people here at the Lex and Still Live show, I want to thank you for joining us tonight with Michelle G, um, Erica Icon the, at the Rub PR, and of course, Nikita Von James, star of Evil Angel Video, Lex Steel Productions. Lex Steel is a motherfucker number two. I'll see you next week, every Wednesday night, 9 to 10. Lex Steel Live, where sex talk meets real talk. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Lexington Steel Live Show. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday night and follow us on Twitter at Lex Steel Live. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. <laughs>